Do you have ideas to make your community better? Do you have a set of skills that you think that your neighbors could use? If so, this episode is for you. Welcome to Code City Podcast, where we help unleash the entrepreneur in everyone through talks, startups, boot camps, mentors, and events designed to give you the tools to innovate wherever you are. My name is Eric Williams, and I'm with my co-host, Nate Walk. Nate, got a question for you. Obviously, we are in Northwest Ohio in the Toledo area. Tell me, what is your favorite thing about the Northwest Ohio region? Well, I think that we have an incredible diversity of landscape. We have something my daughter and I call the Enchanted Forest. It's out at Oak Openings. It's, uh, I don't even know what kind of trees they are, but it's otherworldly. You walk yeah. on these pine needles and we've got rivers. We've got 150-year-old oak trees and amazing diversity. Flatlands, everything from cornfields to Lake Erie itself. And I know you are a, you're like a renaissance man. You're a world traveler and you, uh, you go all around. What's the one thing that you look forward to when you come back? If you've been gone for a week and you go, hey, I'm back in Northwest Ohio. I've got to get my whatever fix. Besides Zinke's Pizza? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd say for to me, it's a little unique. Toledo's the one place that feels like home. I've lived all over the Midwest. I lived outside Chicago. Sure. I lived in West Virginia when I was younger. We moved around a lot. And I've been here for a couple of decades. So it actually feels like home. I have a lot of friends here. And that's what I look forward to the most, the people. What I really love is the opportunity that Toledo provides to help make our communities better. And we're going to be listening to a talk today by a guy named Morgan Fitzgibbons. And he has an interesting way of looking at making our communities better. Yeah, what I loved about Morgan when I first met him was just how savage this idea of civic hacking is. This was a foreign idea to me. And when he explained what it is, I just was immediately enthralled. And it's basically the idea, you people hear the term hacking, and they think of it in a negative sense, like someone's going to hack into a computer and commit a crime. People, Some people know what the idea of a hackathon is. It's a positive way in which computer programmers would go spend 24 hours or a weekend and solve a computer problem. The idea of civic hacking that Morgan kind of revolutionized our minds with is that you can hack basically similar to a similar to a life hack mm-hmm. where you see the meme where someone would take a clothespin and use it to close their bag of chips. It's just a simple life hack. Sure. Well, civic hacking is attacking the problems of society in unconventional ways. You know, they say technology moves faster than the speed of government. And you can work around the normal constraints and solve problems with your neighbors. He brings in stories from um, San Francisco during the civil rights movement, the hippie movement, everything like that. And so this is a really amazing talk. And we are talking from a Northwest Ohio Toledo perspective, but wherever you are listening to this podcast, think about the ways in which you can apply this to your own communities. Let's kick it out to Morgan. Hello, everybody. My name is Morgan. Some of you know this about me. Maybe some of you don't, um, but I moved back uh, to Toledo, kind of boomerang effect, right? Uh, From San Francisco a little bit over a year ago. And um, I wanted to talk to you guys about, about San Francisco a little bit. Um, people think of San Francisco, they think of you know, free love and cultural revolution and activism and all sorts of great stuff. But maybe some of you just know this or maybe some of you don't. It wasn't always that way. Um, San Francisco about 50 years ago, 60 years ago, was kind of like an average city. It was you know, a little bit more libertine, a little bit more progressive but it was not what we think of today as San Francisco values. It was kind of an Irish Catholic town. Um, it, was, it was kind of you know, nothing too crazy. And that changed uh, about 50 years ago 
um, with the, uh, a thing that happened. Some of you may have heard of the Haight-Ashbury. The hippies came in and, uh, you know, took a bunch of LSD and, you know, rock and roll concert and the festival was born and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but there's actually a group sort of in a subset in, in that hippie movement um, that a lot of people don't know about. And I think this group really had a huge impact in shifting the culture of San Francisco and, and in fact, shifting a lot of culture around the world. And it was a group called the Diggers. And I've claimed before that the Diggers were the original civic hackers. The Diggers kind of formed uh, in 1966 in response to this thing that was, was mushrooming in the hate. Uh, thousands of kids were pouring into, into that community in the Haight-Ashbury. And the government, the city government, was just not willing to do anything about it. In fact, they were antagonistic to it all. They, they cut off services and, and really did their best to make the new people unwelcome. And the diggers uh, were a group of people that came out of the San Francisco mime troupe. So they uh, kind of were invented this idea of guerrilla theater. They were taking theater out of, the, out of the theaters, right? And they were putting it into the streets, into the parks, doing theater in the streets and trying to get people where they were at. Um, and the diggers were kind of a radical group that broke off from the mime troupe and said, hey, the revolution's happening in Haight-Ashbury. You know, enough with this, you know, art as politics crap. We got to go and take it up a notch, right? And, um, and so they came up with this idea of life acting. They said, okay, grill, you know, grill theater is cool, but what if all of life was an opportunity to act out the world that we wanted to create, act the role that we wanted to be? and act out this community that takes care of each other, that takes care of these thousands of kids streaming into the hate. Um, and they created things like giving away free food every day, and they had a free store, and free crash pads, and a free bank, and free transportation, and they were trying to create this thing called the free city. And they are really trying to act out a world where you know, people took care of each other, sort of, they call it mutualism, sort of post-capitalism. Uh, they knew they couldn't get from, you know, A to Z, you know, create that revolution overnight, but they wanted to create uh, an opportunity for people to kind of play around in that space. Um, and they kind of, they did all that partly because they wanted to tell people, hey, you don't need to go have a nine to five job to get something to eat. We're going to give you food every day. You don't need to go to have a job to get something, something to wear, or to have a roof over your head. You can do all of that with what we're providing. So if you don't need that, what would you do? What would you do with your life? And, um, and they really made a big impact. They really brought a sort of a more uh, well-developed worldview to this kind of crazy acid party that was going on in the hate um, and, and really inspired a lot of people. Um, and and that, that didn't really end. I mean, we kind of think that it failed, but it didn't really fail. It just kind of decentralized the whole hippie movement and went to other parts of the country, and uh, back to the land movement was really big in the late 60s, early 70s. Um, and so what we think of now as San Francisco values really started with this kind of small group of people who decided to create the world that they wanted because the government wasn't going to be providing it for them, right? Um, and I tell that story not for a historical lesson, but because um, I think a lot of us here are interested in how we can create a cultural shift here in Toledo. Um, you know, there are a lot, of, a lot of great things about Toledo's culture. 
um, that I think we can all recognize, but Toledo is not a thriving city. Um, I think we're excited about some new developments and there's some good things happening, but even in com comparison to places like Detroit or Grand Rapids or Indianapolis or a lot of the cities that we sort of are alike um, in the Midwest and the Rust Belt here, we're still a little bit behind the curve. And I, I think one of the reasons for that is that there are not as many people as some of those other cities that are interested in taking things into their own hands and making a project that they have in, in mind, you know, feeding people for free because they want to, or, um, or some, of the, some of the things that we're doing here at Code City, right? There are things that are happening, but we need more of these people. Um, and I call these people civic hackers. Um, and I know we're here at Seed, and I, I recognize some of the folks from when we came and talked about Erie Hack. Uh, traditionally, the idea of civic hacking is from a, a coding world, um, kind of from that idea of a hackathon where you get together and you write a program over a weekend to you know, make the street lights work better or uh, try to cut into crime or whatever particular civic issue that you're trying to solve. Um, and I want to expand that definition of civic hacking, that it's not just coding, although coding can be an amazing part of that process, but it can be an event that you want to throw. It can be um, you know, a mural you want to paint. It's any sort of spirit or, or attitude that you bring to the day where you're taking your idea and you're making it happen or you're inspiring other people to kind of step into that space. That's what I really think we need here in Toledo is just more people who are you know, not gonna wait around for the government to solve our problems, that we're gonna get together and whether we wanna code something that's gonna be a solution to something, maybe we wanna you know, organize an event, that we make that happen. And so uh, I'm starting, we've started a, a program that we're piloting this summer. Um, some of you heard about, um, but those of you who haven't, um, it's called Civic Digs. And the idea is to kind of practice, act out that world where we're a little bit more involved on the civic level in our neighborhoods and, and downtown and so forth. Um, and we're going to be engaging in a number of tactics to further inspire other people to uh, get engaged in that spirit. Um, and the tactics are, um, one is kind of, the, we'll just start with the sort of the crown jewel really, is this thing we're working on called Free Space. This is something I did in San Francisco. Uh, we actually did it for the first National Day of Civic Hacking in 2013, and we ended up getting invited to the White House, being honored as, as champions of change there. Um, and the idea is to take a vacant space. Um, there's only a, a few more on this block, but certainly there's plenty around town, and to activate those spaces with probably about nine or 10 days of kind of open space right? and asking people around town um, to come and fill it up with whatever you want to do. Maybe you want to have a talk about how you can get free energy, right? We heard that from Jason a week or two ago. Uh, maybe you want to host a blanket fort making party. Uh, maybe you want to host an urban wandering tour. We just wander around downtown and discover things that we wouldn't notice because we're always just going to and fro everywhere. What if we just kind of meander a little bit? I mean, it's, it's whatever. Maybe we want to give away free flowers. Maybe we want to have a water balloon fight. Whatever it is, the idea is that this space is going to exist as an empty vessel and it's going to be the thing that inspires people to say, hey, I've always wanted to do this thing, right? Maybe we'll wheel a piano out into the, you know, into Levis Square and, and have a piano and see what happens, right? So free space is something that we're going to be working on um, and all of these you guys are invited to join in. 
Um, very much in that spirit of how can we attract more people to kind of step into this space. So we're probably going to make that happen in August. We're looking at some different spaces. If you're interested in any of this, let's chat more, okay? I've got some cards if we're not already connected. Uh, another thing that we're working on that's kind of in this space uh, is this thing that we call the Urban Eating League. This is an underground dinner that we host. Um, it's really kind of, again, creating a vessel for people to fill with their own creativity. Uh, the basics are that we're going to be, this is happening on January, or sorry, July 1st, uh, so in a couple weeks, uh, in the Old West End. And the idea is that we have three houses that are going to be competing against each other to cook the best food and create the best experience around a theme. Um, the theme is America the Bountiful, a.k.a. America. Um, and then eaters pay for the food. It's 25 bucks a ticket. Um, and the eaters are organized into six teams of four, and they're also competing to have the best costumes around the theme. Uh, so you and your team go to all three of the houses in the evening, and you vote on different categories, who had the best food, who had the most creativity, and we total it all up at the end of the evening, and there's a winner. The prizes are not very glamorous. Uh, it's really more for the fun, and, and to meet new people, and, and to build those bonds, and to be inspired by each other's creativity. Um, and so that's happening July 1st. Uh, tickets are not quite on sale to the public, but you guys can have the, uh, the first shot, really, besides our very important eaters who already had a chance. Um, so the URL is murikauel.eventbrite.com. Uh, and you can check that out. So that's happening in a couple weeks. We'll also be doing, we we're, we're hope to produce a civic hackathon, a 24-hour civic hackathon. Um, that would be a great thing. Uh, that's kind of a little bit farther, it's not really the thing we're focusing on, the Urban Eating League's up first, then we got a couple of things we're going to talk about in a second. So that's, that's an idea still. I think it would be a great thing to have maybe in partnership with Seed. Um, so maybe we can talk about that. But basically a 24-hour competition where we say, okay, the spirit that we have of Civic Digs, let's just shrink it into 24 hours. What do you got? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's see what happens after 24 hours. Who, who has the coolest idea? Who's the farthest along? Um, take what we did for, it ended up being Eerie Hack, uh, which had to change the name for reasons that were way beyond my control, um, and focus it just on Toledo. What does Toledo need? What if we uh, put a sculpture across the, across the river, an international park that was a giant halo that glowed at night, and you could, you could get under there and have a picture, be the backdrop with the halo over the top, and it would say, holy Toledo. Um, that's an idea. Maybe we can make it happen, maybe we can't. So we want to make a, a civic hackathon happen uh, where we try to, again, inspire people to just act on these ideas for 24 hours. You don't have to do it for 365 days. What if we could do it for one day? Um, and the other things we're going to be doing are we're going to be designing some stuff for the Botanical Garden um, around the Crosby Festival, which is this weekend. I hope you guys are all coming. Uh, we actually are going to be doing a project that my friend Hunter uh, started called the Neighborhood Postcard Project, and we're gonna have postcards that say greetings from Toledo, and we're gonna have people tell stories about what they love about Toledo, because I think a lot of people, whether they're in Toledo or maybe somewhere else, I think a lot of people in Toledo are kind of down on Toledo, so we can work on that, remind people what's great about this place, and people who don't live in Toledo don't know much about Toledo, or maybe have bad ideas about it, and we can help change the narrative of Toledo. So we're gonna be doing that this weekend, um, and then in the fall, they've got this thing, ZimSculpt, coming, and we're going to be helping them come up with some ideas. It's basically a Zimbabwe sculpture installation, and they want to have more events and stuff uh, to keep people coming back over the two months. 
So we're going to come up with like silent discos and movie nights and that kind of stuff. So um, we're going to be doing that. We're also going to be working with the library, trying to help the library solve some design needs that they have. Uh, they really want to try to connect with millennials that don't have kids. Um, and so we're just starting to brainstorm some of that. That's another one that's not quite as urgent as, for example, this weekend. Um, so this is the idea of Civic Digs, to have a sort of focus. The, the pilot is the summer, but we want to do this again and again, um, have these different sort of like sessions of two to three months where we get together and really challenge ourselves to step into that space where we're more active in Toledo. And, and the best thing that we can do when we're more active in Toledo is inspiring other people to become more active. You know, there's only so many people in this room. Um, and, and if we can focus our energy on how can we activate more people, um, then that's going to be really the best use of our energy because there's a lot of creativity out there, a lot of untapped potential. And if we can just, you know, inspire people to get more engaged, then we're going to be the success story like Detroit's looking like it's going to be or Grand Rapids or Indianapolis, right? Um, and that's really, I think, a key for, uh, for what we can, we can, you know, make this city a, a great city, make Toledo great again, I guess. Um, so, uh, so I want one last thing, though, before uh, we, we can do questions, then we're going to do some open space technology. Is that right, Nate? Yeah. Um, open up to start some of those conversations, maybe. Um, and one of the things that the diggers had going for them and the whole Haight-Ashbury thing, one of the things, I used to teach a class on the Haight-Ashbury at the University of San Francisco and this whole movement, the diggers. And one of the things I always told my students was one of the most important elements of that whole movement was that those people woke up every single day and really truly believed that they were changing the world, that they were the avant-garde, they were the tip of the spear, and they were going to make transformation happen. Revolution was coming any day, and they really believed that. And they kind of almost got there, you know? It didn't look exactly like they thought it was going to look, but it changed the world. And, and so that's a lesson that I like to teach to my students and I hope to pass on to you guys, that if you don't believe, truly believe, that you're going to make it happen, then it doesn't happen, right? Real easy situation. You guys all believe that you could come to this event tonight, right? That's the first step. But then you have to decide to do it as well. You have to make a conscious decision that I'm, I believe I can do it, right? We can actually accomplish this, and I'm going to do this. And if you don't do those first two things, it never happens. It never will happen. So you have to believe that we can really bring, this, bring some great times to Toledo. And I really do believe there are some good things coming. And I, we're already seeing it, right? Um, and I think we need to decide to do it together and inspire each other and, and feed off each other and stick together in this. And if we can do those two things, the rest, the rest just happens. So. Um, I hope that you know we can this the sort of this energy can ring out, and uh, we can take this with us when we, when we leave today. So thank you very much. Well, Nate, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for one of those underground dinners. I think, I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to show up at your house uh, tomorrow night, and we're going to see what, what you can cook up. What would be your underground dinner menu? Wow. Well, the only two types of food I can cook are breakfast and some really basic Italian food. So, <laughs> okay. Well, we might we might need to skip that hack. Right. <laughs> but hey, this was really great. And being someone who's lived in Toledo, Northwest Ohio. 
for the last uh, nearly 20 years. I'm just excited about some of the things we've got here. Hopefully those of you listening in other areas can start to think and apply some ways to hack in your own environments. And so, Nate, what was your biggest takeaway from Morgan's talk? I just loved how he actually takes action and gives good guidelines for other people to take action for these community problems that we can solve together. You know, and especially in Northwest Ohio and Toledo, we can sit back and complain. You've got basically two camps that I see in, in Toledo. That's the one camp that's like, you will do better in Toledo. And they really are, are forward thinking and thinking about how to bring different pieces of life to our community and really seeing that happen. And then there's just like those complainers that are sitting there and they just talk about, I can't wait to get out of here. And there's nothing good in Toledo. And they just kind of joke about that. And I think it's great to have the mindset to actually say, okay, there's something that I can do to take responsibility for my own neighborhood. Yeah. And I think someone can cross over from the one camp to the other. I mean, there are times where I've sat back and just kind of observed something and had opinions about it. And, you know, you understand eventually, hey, I can take action on this. I might be able to contribute to solving this problem rather than just identifying this problem. Well, and we love working with people that have that mindset. You know, if you have that entrepreneurial, that innovator mindset, even in your society, because ultimately, no matter what it is that you're doing, if you've got a business, if you've got an idea, anything like that, like we really want to make an impact in our neighborhoods, an impact in our society and in our world. And so if that's something that that you are passionate about. First, I just want to encourage you, uh, if you're in the Toledo area, to come on a Monday night down to Rust Belt Coffee for one of our Code City talks, where you get a chance to uh, talk to and hear from um, people like Morgan, people like uh, John Amato at at Jupe Mode, or people like um, Lance Roper at Actual Coffee, the Mm -hmm. people that are here in in our neighborhoods that are making a difference through business. And those Monday nights, that's for some people, that's a, f- a process of discovery. They're being inspired by other speakers. They're seeing other people, and it helps them better on their, understand themselves and find out how they can make an impact in the world. And if you want to take your innovation, your idea, your startup to the next level, we've got a creative service team at Code City that would love to have the opportunity to help. Go to codecity.co to see all of the different ways that we can help get your startup started and help unleash the innovator in everyone. And so we hope to see you on a Monday night at Rust Belt. Check us out, codecity.co. All the information will be in the show notes. And uh, we want you to keep innovating and keep, uh, keep hacking.